Evening, morning, afternoon, my millennial mutts. What can I go with millennial today? 2024 is coming. <laughs> that counts as the millennium, right? <laughs> I'm Devin Shepard. And I'm David B. Jacobs. And we are cadaver dogs. Wishing a good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I, you know what? I wanted to change it up a little bit and make it a little more original. I, I like it. It's, it's very Truman Show. <laughs> yeah, I did just spend thanksgiving where they shot the truman show so it's still really? in my mind yeah my parents place is in the town that they shot the truman show it's so crazy it, it's my brain just went like but they shot the truman show on like this massive stage that is built <laughs> to look like a small town oh wait <laughs> well it, it it's funny because the town looks like a stage that they built for a set. That's why it's so perfect. And they have this cute little like post office and cute little grocery store. And like, it's just, it's very Truman Show. It's very cute. Um, you know, the original script for the Truman Show would have had an ending where it continues after he gets out and he like just starts fucking killing everybody. And like, it went really dark and cynical. Is that real? Yes, that's real. <laughs> There's a reason that they changed it. <laughs> because it's like, so this is a great, nice little script, but can we, like, maybe not linger too long on the implications of this ending? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and I was talking about it with my family after we we, we, we rewatched it, and I was like, I think the ending after this is not going to be a good one. Like coming out of living in this world where everything isn't, you know, is made for you. I think you'll be really shocked at what real life is like. So yeah, uh, him yeah, killing totally. everybody makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I, I think that is accurate. I think he's going to like, he'll remain a celebrity. Everyone is going to know who he is everywhere he goes. Uh, and he, he's been exactly. sheltered his entire life from like all the horrors of the world. And now they're just, exposed to him with nothing protecting him anymore like it's it's probably yeah, the, gonna be a rough time for him yeah you're right and there's an irony there where like he is a celebrity so even if he goes out to live a quote normal life he's not going to and then he's going to find out that the life he wants to lead is actually the one that they built for him at home Yep. And then everyone will dismiss all his troubles like, oh, well, you're famous, so you don't really have any problems. And then like in 20 years later, they'll, a after he's like dead from overdosing on something, they'll make a, doc a biopic and someone will win an Oscar uh, for their, their role portraying him. And it'll be Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey wins an Oscar <laughs> for this biopic where he plays uh, Truman. I almost said Truman Capote. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. is that someone else <laughs> well today, i'm gonna move us off from this topic because it's not a horror movie even though it kind of is um yeah. philosophically 
But we are not here to talk about The Truman Show. We are here to talk about our top five horror flicks of 2023. We're going to read them, basically start with our number five to four to three to two to one, chat about them a little bit, maybe talk a little bit about what we're looking forward to in 2024, and just some of our favorite memories together as horror fans. Why not? We're here. We have the microphones. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yes, we can. (laughs) We're in charge. We're your hosts. Bow down before us. Don't bow down before us. We can't see you. <laughs> Get Please off don't the do that. It's, it's very weird. <laughs> anyway, David, I don't know what's going to make it to your top. I feel like we saw a lot of horror f- films together this year, which I'm really happy about. A lot of new ones. Yeah, we watched a lot of them together. We also had the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival, which I I was debating, like, do I count these as 2023 if they haven't gone wide release yet? But I ultimately did because I saw them this year. <laughs> so, Ditto. <laughs> well, on that track, what is your number five? Is it from Brooklyn Horror? It is actually, yeah. Uh, the number Ooh. five is always the hardest spot to pick because I need to decide what's not making the list. But I wound up going with a movie called Wilder Than Her. Mm. Uh, directed by Jessica Kozak and starring, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Sunita Mani and Kate Easton and Kayla Foster. And it's oh. basically about these three women. They, they used to be a four women that would like go and spend a week in the woods every year, but their fourth friend recently died. And the three remaining ones basically decide to go to this retreat which is a conversation some of them are reluctant to do it but they decide they're going to do it to honor her memory and then things keep going there is a strange man that they run into in the woods but also it's interesting because it doesn't really become a horror movie until the ending Right. I remember you talking about this one on our Brooklyn Horror Film Festival episode, and it is somewhat of like a buddy comedy, right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it a comedy. It has comedic elements. It is Mm. funny. I laughed quite a lot. So I wouldn't disagree with calling it a comedy, but I don't want people to think that that's all that it is because it's very much... The characters are fleshed out. All three women have clear arcs and clear strengths and flaws. None of them are perfect people. They're all kind of a little bit horrible and they kind of torture each other, but in ways that you believe. And it it feels more like it's about this friendship falling apart. Yeah. I, I, I remember you talking about it and really loving it. And I feel like I really want to see this movie that it was kind of feels very up my alley do you know if it got picked up at all or like when we can see it out there in the world i don't but i have a phone with google on it (laughs) (laughs) let's let's do it and see what the fuck is happening out there i'm sure it did because it has some recognizable talent in the in the cast yeah, uh, Sunita Mani. If I'm saying, I don't know if I'm saying it right or not, but I think that she, she, she's from something. She's from Glow. Thank you. Which was an incredible show that should have never been canceled. I'm not seeing anything about if this got picked up or not, but I'm sure it'll be coming out somewhere. Yeah, hopefully. I it, it might be hard to program because of how it blurs genre a bit. Like it mm. because it's 
becomes a horror movie at the end, but the first hour is decidedly not that. So, like, you could try to put it on Shutter, but then people will find it on Shutter and it'll be like, why is this on Shutter? Well, as a person who <laughs> has a movie exactly like that on Shutter, yeah, that's not very fun. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's a good movie, and I hope that people get to watch it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, for my number five, I also decided to go with a film that I caught at a festival. I was in between one that I saw at Brooklyn Horror versus one that I saw at Overlook. I'm just going to go with the one that was at Overlook because it is also something that will be coming out. um, So I wanted to get people excited for it next year. It's called Late Night with the Devil. Have you heard of this one? No, I haven't, but I'm going to add to my watch list now. It's super fun. So it's David Dasmachian. And he stars as a talk show host in the, I want to say, late 70s. And the film takes place all over one night. And I can't recall, but I think they make it look like it's all one shot as well. Mm. Oh, no, they don't. But there's a one really long shot in the film that was really good. (laughs) Um, But essentially, he has a guest on who claims to be possessed by the devil. And so it all happens on set for his talk show during his conversation with this possessed being. It's fun. It's just really different. The vibes are really cool. It's funny. And it's David Dasmachian and what I think is like one of his best roles that I've seen him do. I mean, every single role that he does is amazing, but um, it's really nice to see him in a lead role and one that is so different. Because I feel like I always see him in like supporting roles. I, I I don't know if I've seen him in a lead. Yeah, he always has bits. And this one is like, he's not like a creature in this one. He's he's a, he's like a good guy, quote unquote, maybe, maybe not. Maybe there's secrets that he has. I don't is he know. usually a creature? I haven't seen him play a creature, I don't think. Or like an evil guy or like a dark guy or like yeah. a guy haunted by demons. He's always like a, <laughs> you know. Well, I think it was this polka dot man. Oh, I forgot. I always forget he was, he was in that man. movie. <laughs> He was oh, the best yeah. part of that movie. <laughs> He's so good. I love him so much. He's great. Yeah. So Late Night with the Devil, Shudder did pick it up. Um, so cool. it will be coming out on Shudder. I don't think they've announced a date, but hopefully early next year. It's an Australian film. Yeah. Check it out. It's, Damn, it, yeah. Australia again? Yeah. They've been killing it this year. Yeah. Well, we'll certainly revisit Australia at, at some point at during some point. this list. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> It had to be up there. We knew it. We knew it. That Well, that was my number five. Again, it was a little bit harder to to reach a conclusion on that one. It was kind of tied with a bunch of different ones. But yeah, always. Yeah, always. Uh, so what was your number four, David? I mean, same for my number four. Everything is kind of hard to choose at this point. But I had to include Evil Dead Rise on my list, mm-hmm. which surprises me, actually, because I'm not historically a huge Evil Dead fan, but Evil Dead Rise slaps. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to have to reveal this was my number two. This movie was okay. so good, and I put it that high because it really did scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a lot to do that, and it was just like, I was like, yeah, this is it's good if it's really scary. And also cringy. Like, not cringy, like skin crawling. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's there's some, there, there, there's some solid gore in it yeah. that if you are affected by those things, then it will affect you. And it just has like some really great body horror going on for it. Yeah. I like that it has children in jeopardy, but they're actually in jeopardy and you're <laughs> worried for them. <laughs> it's it's a cool setting. I love the one apartment 
deal. Like it, it, it yeah. takes the concept of Evil Dead and churns it into something fresh. Yeah, I agree. And something that still like honors the original films in a spiritual way without veering away too far. I think it was a good revamp where it didn't try to get too close to the cabin in the woods, evil dead and did something different on its own, but still something just as creepy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The performances are so good. The the sound design. I also always want to shout out the sound design for evil dead rise. We talk about at work, maybe like at least once a month (laughs) since I'm out. (laughs) That makes sense. Because it's just like, so incredible and if you haven't watched featurettes on how they do the sound design and the ways that they honor i don't have we talked about this bruce campbell himself has a drive of all the sound effects that they had for the original evil dead that he handed over to the sound designer of evil dead rise Hmm. and they took the original sound effects that they used in the original film and like added to them and amplified them and put them in the new movie hmm it's crazy. Cool. Right? I just love, I don't want to give anything away, but I really love the climax of this movie. And that's hard to do in horror. I feel like so many horror movies kind of flop in their climax that you have all the setup and then it's like, okay, well now we need to beat the monster. So, But this one does some cool things with its premise that you don't really expect not like it's a plot twist or anything like that just like it 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 elevates the tension in a fun way that is just cool to see yeah but look there's no blood rain which is really unfortunate or is there there's a little bit of blood rain well there's a little bit of blood rain i don't know there's the cool elevator thing (laughs) (laughs) no spoilers i love it um My number four, I went with one that we also have already talked about at the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival, but it did come out this year. So hopefully more people have seen it already. The Sacrifice Game. Nice. (laughs) That was a fun movie. Yeah, it was so much fun. And David could tell you, we saw it together and my face during the whole film, you can't see me, but I am so happy. And I was just like, (laughs) my head was in my hands and I was just smiling the whole entire time. I wasn't looking Um, at your face, Devin. I was looking at the screen. (laughs) That's how you watch a movie. Are you looking at my face when you're watching movies? You're supposed to be looking at the movie. I guess you could tell them because I told you immediately after and you were like, yeah, I knew that was your type of film (laughs) as we were watching it. (laughs) That's true. It is. Yeah. This is also a period piece. Uh, I did not realize my number five and number four are both period pieces. But for those of you who don't know, The Sacrifice Game uh, is currently on Shudder. It is a holiday horror film by Jen Wexler, who did The Ranger. And it takes place, this one's also in the 70s, correct? Or is it the 80s? Uh, I think it's early 70s. 70s. Uh, It takes place overnight at a girls' school where a bunch of serial killers come and stay the night. And there's paranormal things that happen. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but this movie twists and turns in so many ways. It's incredible and has some of like one of their performances. And I'm not going to spoil who was so good and so exciting as like a newcomer in film. That's definitely worth watching. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I picked two 70s films. That's funny. Cool. I don't think any of mine are period pieces. So, well, my number three is also from Brooklyn Horror. Oh, let me guess. No, don't let me guess. I think I know what it is, though. Go. No, guess. <laughs> is it Blackout? No. <gasps> oh. No, sorry. It's Kill Your Lover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, you you have heard me rave about Kill Your Lover quite a bit. It is directed by Keir Seward and Alex Austin. And basically, this movie is... It's a body horror movie. This woman wants to break up with her boyfriend, but at the same time, he comes home with a strange infection that is spreading. <laughs> I think that's the way to pitch it. And it's all done with like hmm. these heavy metal vibes all throughout. It's very punk and it's like very vibrant and energetic. It's literally two people in an apartment for the entire movie, and it is so full of energy and life, and you're never bored. You're just having a blast, and it just keeps barreling through. There, There is a lot of comedy in it as well, and it's, it, it, it's, it's just so much fun. It's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah, this one you talked about really loving in our Brooklyn Horror Review episode. It was not one that I saw, but you made me really want to see it after everything already wrapped. So I'm really mad I missed it. <laughs> but I, I can't find anything if this film is coming out anywhere soon. Do you do you know if it got picked up? I'm not finding anything either. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled for this one because, yeah, David, I mean, this is your number three. It's it's a movie that like I really want to fucking see. Yeah, this one this one resonated with me a lot in many, many ways. I just, <laughs> it's just from beginning to end, it's so much fun. And oh my God. Um, yeah. If we find out when it's releasing, we'll no doubt wind up mentioning it. Same with the other ones we've mentioned that don't have release dates yet. So, you know, follow the pod, keep listening, and we'll let you know when it drops. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, my number three, you probably all have already seen. We're going back to Australia for Talk To Me. This is my number one. Yep. There we go. <laughs> it would be the crossover. I mean, this film was just so fucking good. It was so much fun. It was, again, a movie that scared me, uh, which is why I put it up here, but it did not scare me as much as Evil Dead Rise. It was why I moved it to number three. Okay. Yeah, it was original. It was refreshing. I mean, we did a whole review episode on this uh, that has a spoiler-free section as well as a section that contains spoilers. So if you do want to hear all of our thoughts about Talk To Me, go check that out. But I really loved this film a lot. It was so much fun. Fucking brilliant movie. Uh, yeah, all of that. Great film. Uh, it's more popular than some of these other movies we were talking about. So probably a lot of you have already seen it. And if you haven't, then I don't want to overhype it for you. Just go just go watch it. Watch it yeah. blind if you can. It's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, definitely watch it <laughs> blind if you can't. And I can't believe those fucking directors were like comedy YouTubers. I know. I know. <laughs> it's insanity. I can't wait to see what they're doing next, which actually might be Talk To Me Too. Um. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Or a prequel. But anyway, give them an Oscar nod. Give Sophia Wilde, who plays mm -hmm. the, the main character in it, give her an Oscar win. Give it like all the technical shit. Just give give it Oscars. It's not gonna be Oscars. It's not. It's not gonna happen. But it should. It should. It is so good. It's so good. Did it even get any indie spirit noms? No, no oh, it didn't. that's fucked. No, everyone forgets about these horror movies before award season, and it's like my number two got indie spirit nods. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what it could be actually. I mentioned this to you when I watched it last week. So. It is called Birth Rebirth. Oh, yes. It's another Sundance movie, and it just dropped on Shudder like 
I think just a week or two ago. It 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 it, it just came out very very recently. And basically, the way I would describe this movie is that it is if Reanimator were very grounded and scientific and starred women. That sounds awesome. So it's a Frankenstein <laughs> movie? Yes. So oh, they yeah. they bring someone back to life, but because this is a more grounded movie, now they need to do all of this work to to keep it alive. And the things that they need to do draw into some morally gray territory, and it's really excellent. It stars Marin Ireland and Judy oh. Reyes, and both are fucking excellent. They play very different characters and you'll have your first impressions of both characters and you'll put them into a box because of it and then they will break out of that box a lot and you will continue to question and change your opinions about these two women and you'll be left you'll be left with your own takeaway (laughs) yeah i don't i'm gonna ask you personally to stop there so i don't because i really want to see this movie because people have been talking about it a lot um so i'm very excited for it yeah, and, and the director the... went to college with us. Thank you. I was going to ask, yeah, who who it was. <laughs> and I'm so jealous. Laura Moss. I, I didn't speak to them that much in college. I know that I met them. I think I had classes with them. I can't remember a single conversation we've ever had, but I, I, I know that I know them. <laughs> were they director track? Do you remember if they remember. were on set through college? I don't remember. Oh. Um, I don't remember either. I remembered their name enough that when I saw... The movie getting like announced at Sundance, I was like, I went to college with them. And then I've been seeing their posts on Facebook about it. And mm. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to check it out. Yeah. this It sounds like it's been a real favorite for a lot of people so far and already making top of the year lists already. Well, we so said my number two, it was Evil yes. Dead Rise. And yes. we said my number one is Talk to Me. Oh, it is. Yes. Okay, so my number one is totally off base. Great. (laughs) What is it, Devin? But I had to do it. Is it Scream? No, it's Disney's Haunted Mansion. (laughs) I loved this movie so much. And for anybody who doesn't know, I'm not a Disney adult. I just want to clarify. I am not a Disney adult. I am an adult who loves Disney. I'm not a Disney adult. (laughs) I'm an adult who loves Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Disneyland was very very special to me growing up and so I have I have a huge love for it I am a Disneyland geek but not as intense as a lot of people um you sorry you look like you were gonna say something well this 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 will make more sense if you explain why you were so big on Disneyland and went there like every week or whatever it was oh yeah I mean I lived near it and we had passes (laughs) and like Yeah. yeah yeah I was very I was very lucky for that i never yeah, went to in- disneyland i went to disney oh. world once when i was six and then when we were leaving my parents said we'll go back in five years then five years later came and i said uh i'm 11 now it's been five years we're, we're going back to disney world right my parents said no we can't afford it yeah it's so fucking expensive <laughs> i've never been to disney world and i need to figure out how but i'm gonna need like a week there and i don't know how i'm gonna pay for that <laughs> <laughs> is it still good if you're in a Adult, though? Well, I don't know. Disneyland's still good for me, so I'm. I, okay. yeah. I've never been to Disneyland. Yeah. See, Haunted <laughs> Mansion though was one of those rides that I mean, as horror fans, you just gotta love. Uh, just like Tower of Terror, because it actually is scary, and it actually did scare me, and it's so beautifully done. It's definitely like a magic, and I, I could go on about Haunted Mansion, but for those that don't know, there are a bunch of 
lores, the, the, the history of the Haunted Mansion and how it was created and the story that is in the actual ride is very vast. And so the movie, the new movie Haunted Mansion does tap into that and does tap into the fandom in a very well done way where it doesn't go too heavy. I do like the original Haunted Mansion film a lot, but this one was different, which I enjoyed. It's funny. It has a crazy cast. Like it's, it's, it's well done. It's dark. Um, I would say it's, it's such a perfect balance of kid and adult entertainment and is perfect gateway horror. I think this year was really wonderful in gateway horror. And this was definitely one of the films for me that did it. I, when I went to Disney World, Tower of Terror was down, so I didn't go on that. But I do remember going on Haunted Mansion ride. I mean, I don't remember anything happened on the ride. I just remember (laughs) that I was six and my sister was nine and she was like crying and I was super happy. And (laughs) my mom is like, David, David, are you okay? And I'm just like, yeah. So... (laughs) I, I feel like, you know, it's it's one of those moments in my life that I look back on now and I'm like, why did I think I didn't like horror? I obviously yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> I was gaslit into thinking I didn't like horror. I obviously liked horror as a kid and just didn't accept it. Yeah, I didn't see the movie because I heard it was bad. <laughs> I had so much fun. I had so much fun. But you lied. You said you that you're f- number one, that you were going to go off the rails, but instead you went very much on the rails. Oh, no. Oh, David. Oh, no. I can't even laugh at that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but where we're going, there are no rails. I, no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I guess yeah. I'll watch the movie. <laughs> I don't even know if you'll look. It's... Maybe I enjoyed it so much because I am a Disneyland fan and caught a lot of the lore. I don't know. I don't know. Last year, you and Rob were hyping up Mr. Harrigan's phone for me, and then I watched it, and I was like, it's all right. So, (laughs) (laughs) I think it is a very specific taste. I mean, I always love that like our tastes are different, but we do have a lot of crossover in our our top. Yeah, which Which is really great. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of us put Scream on. It wasn't even in my. I think it, it would. It would be in my top ten. I think it would. Yeah, be. definitely. But I, think I almost it would be put like ten. It, it it was one of those ones I was that was competing for five for me. Oh yeah. Do you have any shout outs for ones that almost made it? Okay, actually, my one shout out I want to give is to another book and horror movie called Femme. Mm. The only reason this is not on my list is because I don't understand why it's would be considered a horror movie (laughs) like i could see the argument but like it it's horror in the same way like uncut gems or something is horror which i'm good with other people Mm -hmm. classifying in that way i i wouldn't personally classify it as a horror movie so i i didn't consider it for this but if it w- I did see it at Brooklyn Horror, so I just want to shout it out that Femme is a brilliant fucking movie, and it is so fucking intense. Ba- basically, this one is George McKay is the one guy, the other guy. I need to look up his name. Oh, George McKay is absolutely fantastic. And this is the best role I've seen him in. Well, I have only seen him in two movies. It's a first movie for these two directors, and it stars Nathan Stewart Jar and George McKay. 
And basically, Stuart Jar plays a drag queen who is assaulted by George McKay in the beginning of the movie as a hate crime. And then is completely traumatized, like locks himself in his room for weeks, won't come out, won't do drag anymore. And then a few months later, he chance runs into McKay again. But since he's not wearing his drag, McKay doesn't recognize him. And then more things keep happening and it is subversive. It's uncomfortable. You're they'll they'll make you sympathize with with him. Like the the first scene, you're like, this this dude is the scum of the earth. And then it makes you be like Oh, but he's so sad. <laughs> it's, it's so. <laughs> it never goes in the direction that you're expecting, and you have no idea what the fuck is going to happen next. And you're just horrified about when everything is going to come out and how brutally it will all go down. And you you just want them to be happy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so 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 good. Like strongly strongly recommend. Yeah, and yeah. this one I also can't find when it's hitting, at least for American listeners, but it did premiere in the UK December 1st, so cool. it might still be out there if anyone's in Britain. Yeah, and that's a good sign. If it's getting UK release, then it, it'll probably get a US release sometime afterward. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I guess since you shouted out one, I'll shout out one as well. This one did get a theatrical in the US. It premiered at Sundance and I don't know where it's going after that, but hopefully we'll be landing on home video. Uh, it's called My Animal. Did you catch this one? No. What's this? Oh, I loved it so much. My Animal is a werewolf film Ooh. Uh, that talks a lot about the trans experience. It's a coming of age trans werewolf movie. I'm in. Yeah. Why? Like, come on. That's so perfect. Of course, we can use werewolves as a metaphor for coming of age trans film. That like weird cheer I gave that was like unintentionally a howl as well. I, I really like werewolves. <laughs> I, I love werewolves. Werewolves are so cool. And I love werewolves and werewolves are the best. So I, oh, I yeah. want to watch a werewolf movie. <laughs> you you have to see this one. I'm a little disappointed not more people were talking about this movie because I, I thought it was absolutely beautifully done. Uh, Jacqueline Castle is the director. I forget what else she's done, but she's, I think, has a good online horror presence if you haven't seen her. And yeah, it's just a really great movie. Yeah. And yes, of course, werewolves can be a metaphor for a trans experience because a werewolf like the fear of the werewolf is the fear of the thing in yourself that you're hiding away from the world that you don't want other people to see. That's what a werewolf really is. I love well, werewolves. <laughs> yeah. And and the big thing about this movie, too, is because werewolves are a, tr are a physical transformation. Mm -hmm. it, this movie yeah. really focuses on the body. Perfect. Specifically. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's brilliant. Is it your relationship to your body and and going through that experience cool cool well that was our top list for 2023 thanks for sticking around with us all year long i think this was a this was a really fun year for horror uh, <laughs> obviously seeing it getting more and more into the mainstream i feel like there's so much horror content yeah. coming out now it's it's crazy is there anything you haven't seen that you suspect might have made your list birth rebirth was definitely up there mm. Oh gosh, I didn't think about this, um, but I <laughs> I didn't do so well at seeing the new movies this year, so I'm sure there's a bunch on that list. Okay, I really 
spent a lot of my time this year, which was a, a goal of mine last year, was to watch horror movies that have been on my list for like years and years and years. Oh, so I did, cool, I did cool, watch cool. a lot of older horror. Um, That's great. Which I'm happy about. Yeah, so did I actually. I watched I, I watched like all the universal horror movies from the 30s and 40s. I'd seen mm. like the major ones before, but this time I went like 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 deep deep dive, and it, it was really fun and rewarding. But yeah, yeah that sounds I, fun. I didn't get around to Suitable Flesh, but that's coming to Shutter next month, so mm. I'll see that at like the end of January when it drops on Shutter. And I didn't had to cancel my plans to see Godzilla minus one the other night. So I'm seeing that in a few hours. And if that winds up being my new number one, then like I'll, I'll send you a clip that you can put in right here saying that that's my new number one or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so he was I, expecting it to be his new number one. <laughs> hey, Mats, it's David from the future. Godzilla minus one is my new number one. Go see it on the biggest screen possible. That is all. So that was our top five of the year. Do you agree with our picks? Do you think Talk To Me was that good, that it made both of our lists in high spots? Do you think that Devin is correct in repping the underrepresented Haunted Mansion or that <laughs> Disney is a corporate shill and you that you're very mad right now? Let us know. Give Look, us I didn't your... say it's not. <laughs> I didn't say it's not. I have issues with it. Anyway, continue. Give us your praise, your grievance, your disagreements, your rage. Throw it all at us and your top fives were on Instagram and Twitter at Cadaver Dogs Pod. You can also email us if you have anything you'd like to see in the show. That is Cadaver Dogs Podcast at gmail.com. And I'm also going to shout us out. We do have a TikTok now for people that follow us on TikTok. It is Cadaver Dogs Pod. And we are now on YouTube. So if you want to catch any of our old episodes and not have to search us through the pod player, you can listen to those on YouTube at Cadaver Dogs Podcast. Hell yeah. We're on fucking YouTube. <laughs> it's not our faces, though. Don't get excited. No, it's not our faces. Well, thanks for sticking around and listening to us do this. We'll, we'll catch you soon, Mutz. Peace. Who gives a fuck about movies? Wow, that was a good ghost face. <laughs>